What's up, everybody? It's your boy Simplifies. Just want to give a massive shout out to everybody that's coming on through. Thank you so much. Uh, on today's podcast, we've got Sly Will. Uh, Sly Will is a good friend. I've known Sly Will for a long time. Uh, in this podcast, we talk around um, just how people are using media, I suppose, and uh, videos and, and, and things in social media and other things. And we, we, we touch on a bit of esports as well, which he's um, quite adept to. Um, but yeah, it was it's a great conversation. I just want to give a massive shout out to Will, but also to my um, Patreon. Um, my patrons, sorry, I should say. Uh, if you want to support the podcast and help help the brother out, patreon.com forward slash the Provise project. But anyway, hope you enjoy this as much as I enjoyed recording it. And we'll catch you later, eh? Peace. Right, so, uh, bro, what do I call you here, mate? Do I call you Sly Will or do I just call you Will or William? What do you want, uh, mate? Just, just Sly Will is my tag, but I mean, you've called me everything under the sun, right? So you I can have, call me whatever. Uh, oh, uh, oh, in that case, okay, in that case, Fred, I'll fucking <laughs> Fred John. Mike. In, the, <laughs> in that case, Robert. No, um, anyway, bro, uh, how you been? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Just obviously, like everyone else, on the tail end of this Easter weekend, it's been nice. How's uh, isolation treating you, bro? Um, yeah, no, it's good. I pretty much used to it now, I guess. I mean, yeah, it's about it. It's going to get extended, bro. You watch. Yeah, I'm thinking. We, I'm thinking. We although the numbers are pretty low, getting a yeah, lot lower. Uh, I think we'll go to stage three, and then some shit will go down, and then so and so on. Anyway, getting back on, we're getting off track, mate. It's only like three seconds in. All right. Who are you, bro? Why, why, why do I have you on this podcast, bro? Who are you? Oh, big question. Um, so pretty much I am a videographer by trade. Um, I'm full-time at TVNZ uh, Renews, so which is like an online news social media platform, news outlet. Um, and on the outside of that, I freelance in OS Esports, OS being Oceanic esports doing video content for esports teams anyone else that wants it um and i've pretty much you know kind of worked with every australian big australian team under the sun done a few things for new zealand outfits such as the nz fgc standing face and yeah that's about it yeah uh you as you, you talk of like the stuff that you went like the aussie ones what aussie teams do you work with uh, my main one is Darksided. They're, well, they are now uh, just a all FGC lineup. Um, another one is Order, which is a pretty big team in Australia. Um, I've done work for Renegades, which is a North American-based organisation, but they have a large presence in Australia. With uh, They used to have um, an Australian, well, they still do, an Australian Counter-Strike team, and they have an Australian Rocket League team. So I've worked with their Rocket League team, um, and then I've just done a bunch of stuff with like smaller, smallerish teams compared to them, like Atletico and stuff like that. So, yeah. All right, right. So, like, uh, gaming wise, man, how did you? What's your first like memory of of games? Um, playing Crash Three on PlayStation One when me and my brothers were gifted it for a Christmas. Can't remember what year. Um, but that's how I got into it. It's pretty much, you know, your stock standard story like everyone else's. Um, but, I mean, in terms of esports, I have to mention Halo 2 in 2004. I got Xbox Live and Halo 2. That was kind of the big title that blew up Xbox Live and their online system. But that's where kind of the competitive stuff started. I was playing back then, um, and then it kind of just slowly evolved into smashing two interests together, which is film and video and competitive gaming so and yeah. uh so like um so you were brought up what was the first kind of like uh kind of memory do you have of just jamming games up um what the very first one yeah when you're a little Ooh. when you when you're a little willy when little willy oh, yo i gotta flex this but passing right. the shadow temple and ocarina of time with no walkthroughs I don't know Ooh. how I did it. I've replayed it and I've I've had trouble. 
getting through it. I mean, I got through it, but I was just like, I, I breezed through that shit back in the day. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be Ocarina of Time on N64. Mate, I, man, Ocarina was, for me, it was probably one of the hardest, or not hardest, the longest games, I suppose, that and Final Fantasy back in the day. Like, but I always remember just as soon as school holiday started, I was like, yo, I'm jam. I'm banging the fuck out of this one. Yeah. You know, it was good, man. Like, also, yeah, the water temple was some tricky shit as well. Um, but yeah, that game, obviously the internet wasn't as crazy as it is now, so you couldn't just jump online watch a YouTube video. So those yeah. walkthroughs were in like, I don't even know the magazine, but they were in magazines that you had to go buy. Yeah. And mum wasn't buying that. that shit for me back then, so I just had to freestyle that. You just had <laughs> that to stay at that. No, you said to you, bro. All you had to do was just go to the Wickles after school, mate, and just stay there and just <laughs> just write them <laughs> down on your it. little piece of paper. Get your get your spelling book out, mate, and just be like, yeah, just go to town. Write it in the back of the actual game manual you got. You know yeah, how they mate. had the notes section? Yes, I actually, I do. Was pretty cool. It was man. Yeah. I reckon game manuals, man. They've they've kind of like oh, they're gone. They're not as, like they used to, bro. You yeah, know no, what I mean? Like, I know they're gone, but like they they used to be the thing. Like you could read that shit. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, actually totally. how I got into coaching basketball, man. No lies. Because at the back of, I think it was the NBA Live <laughs> fucking 97 or something like that, it had like what every like every kind of like, this is what a, a full court press is, this is what this is. And I would read the I would read it. I didn't even return it to the <laughs> to the um to United Video, mate. I was like, nah, well, this is mine. Yeah. 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 Um crazy. what else? Um so Nintendo 64s, you cut your teeth on that, bro? Was that the was that the one? Yeah, pretty much that and PlayStation 1. It was kind of back and forth. Um, back and forth in the sense we owned the PlayStation 1 and then I'd just truck over to my mate Caleb's place to play the N64. So it'd kind of be in that scenario. But yeah, those two, I am a pretty big Nintendo fanboy, I guess, um, through that. And yeah, it's pretty pretty much how I yeah, got into it. I mean, competitively, like I mentioned, it was Halo 2 that, got me into the competitive stuff yeah but um but yeah no the nintendo the nintendo had many kind of like games where a lot of people started on you know like oh 100 percent like more than nintendo 64 i mean you know yeah yeah i reckon uh, everyone talks about you know mario 64 or super mario 64 mario kart lilac wars or star fox 64 golden eye perfect dark but they fail to mention and I reckon this is an underrated title, Snowboard Kids. Oh, not here. No. Oh, yeah, you know where I'm going oh, with this shit. Not this I reckon shit. that's the most underrated, I guess, Dude. I'll say kart racer, but racing game that's very odd. But Okay. I'll give you this, bro. It's good, I'll, I'll give it's you your good. time in the sun today. Yeah. I know it's good. but it's so good. Jesus. You you and the Snowboard Kids, mate. Like I do I on. do gas it up quite a lot. Yeah. You do. It's like you're, you've been paid by the, their company to, to – to, to, yeah, you know, it's like I've up. been paid by Atlas to to wreck that shit. I like 1080 snowboarding, but there's yeah, no snowboarding game like uh, Tricky. Or- oh, 100%. Dude. Bro, 100%. why don't they bring that back is what I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, I said in the chat the other day they should make more SSX titles, but they did remake it, but I think it was just like a – it had like wingsuits and stuff in it. And it's yeah. just – all right, it's a bit weird. Uh, there's a couple of games like that, bro. Amp 3, Yes. Yeah, Amp, actually, Amp yes, actually, that was the game. Amp three was the jam, yo. Yeah, that was um, pretty good. What else? Yeah, man, there was plenty. What about uh? There was plenty. Blast Corpse is another one. Like I was like, oh yeah, that one. That was another one. It was, that's man, a weird was, title, eh? Like, aren't you just don't you play like construction robots? Yeah, pretty you much. Demo your way and make a better world or something. I don't know. That's all it was, pretty much. It's just pretty weird. Yeah, but there was plenty of games on there. But um. Even like, was it the first game? Oh, I don't know if it was that or the other one to have the analog sticks. But using the analog sticks on on a Nintendo was kind of weird. Did you? How hard did you go on GoldenEye, mate? Um, so I had two older brothers, um, and yeah, we pretty much just multiplayer for. Are they still here or they've gone? Well, they've moved to Sydney. Well, they're, they're not gone. Then. Yeah, they're not gone. But like, we brothers. don't jam games anymore, you know. I mean? No, no, no. But don't say I had two brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you still have two brothers. I got two older brothers Rest that we used peace. to. <laughs> no? Two older brothers that we used to jam Goldeneye pretty heavily. Um, we, we just used to do dumb shit though, like slappers only, which is just the melee weapon in it. Um, proximity mines only. 
um, all that type of stuff. But yeah, we played it quite a bit. And I was saying it in chat the other day when we're talking, when you're talking with Regan, is that when he was talking about inverted controls, GoldenEye is the only game I can jump on the sticks and just do inverted movements with with ease. I don't have to adjust to it. Every other FPS title, I'm non-inverted. I always oh, wow. thought that was weird. But I guess weird. it's because we played it so much back in the day. Did you, because uh, uh, you're from Tauranga, correct? Yeah. Did you born and raised in Tauranga? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was there any arcades there? Yo, there actually was. So it was on the main strip. It was on Devonport Road, which is the main yeah. strip um, in the city. And it was called Fantasia. Yeah. And yo, it was just like every other arcade, man. Like I can few, tell you no, stories. No, no, no. There was, there was two. I remember so, there was two. Yeah. So there was, I can't remember the name of the other one. I know it was. was one uh, that was like on the main street next to by the movies, right? <sighs> Yeah, so up at the corner, that, that was Fantasia, but then on Cameron Road, okay. like way down the opposite end of town, was another one. And it was kind of yeah. like two floors, sort of. Um, but that was just so out of out of the way. Like, what's a kid going to do, bike closer to the town one or like all the way across town for essentially the same thing? Yeah. And it was an internet um, cafe as well, I think. Yeah, because I remember, I remember my mate used to live down those ways when I was younger, and uh, we used to go down and uh, yeah, that's all we used to do is just go down there and jam, NBA Jam, Hang Time Edition, and all those games. And this is the first time I played, uh, bro. It was a uh, Street Fighter EX, oh yeah, yeah. Or something, and it was the one that had Scalamania. Yeah, in it. I was about oh, to say that Scalamania. That was yeah. my guy, man. We, we need him to come back in the series. Maybe he's the next DLC. So, like, eSport-wise, you got in it through – because you were a big component of, like, the Halo scene, I suppose. Um, and that's how you really got into, like, eSports? Yeah, so I uh, – on release, I got Halo 2 and an Xbox Live subscription. We got an internet connection trucked into the house just for that. A jet stream connection at 128 kilobyte download. <laughs> um, but that's how it all started. I was a player – uh, with Halo 2, 3, Reach, and I ended at Reach, but that is those three, four games, uh, roughly 10 years worth. So I was playing it for like 10 years in and out in competition. Um, and yeah, back then it was like MLG events with Halo, um, and then just slowly introduced that way. It's kind of like sort of a relic of the past, those MLG events, because, you know, they're kind of – it's not what it is now. It wasn't like six-figure prize pools and all that type of stuff. Um, and, yeah, just kind of idolized that, just kept playing and just, yeah, grew alongside Great. it, I guess. Did you have like a squad? Um, all my teams I played on were kind of pick up, um, yep. kind of, you know, like maybe a month or two out from the tournaments and then we just practice a little bit. Kind of more just go into these events socially, I guess. Um, yep. the top team, um, they, they were together for years, like four or five uh, years. Sidewinder. Yeah. Yeah. So those boys would only, I think they only ever chopped and changed one, one player, maybe twice over the course of like five or six years. So you can see why they were, they were the best clearly is that, um, you know, they worked on a lot of other things. Other teams either didn't think about, or just, I guess, didn't, they didn't think they were like able to be beaten. So just kind of then, expected. How did that move on to like uh, like stuff that you're doing today with um, like film and stuff? What's the um, yeah, so like I said, I played from Halo 2 to Reach. It's roughly 10 years in 2014 or no, 2011. I went to uni. Um, I didn't study a film degree or any of that type of stuff. Um, and in my spare time, I was just like – I like editing videos, um, so I decided to pick up a camera, kind of just learn how it, like how you'd shoot what I thought was a good video back then. Um, and I was still going to the a lot of these events, even though I had stopped, I was still going to them to catch up with mates because these events would attract people from, you know, Christchurch, Wellington, um, up north would all be in this one place. So I'd still be catching up with mates, and I just thought, you know, I'd take my camera, um, shoot a video, um, and learn how to, you know, get better in the sense, right? Um, and then it's kind of just snowballed from there. Just I wanted to know how 
how you make a cleaner visual, why you'd do this, why you'd light something like that, how you'd do it in a gaming environment, which is generally very crap lighting. Um, You can't just, you know, truck in a film lighting kit and light a scene like that. So had to learn all that. Um, And it was something I felt at the time needed to be documented. Um, Like looking back on it now where – like six, seven years later, I'm still the only one that has, you know, images and video files to do with those years. Yeah. So it's kind of like the historian aspect of me. Wanted to keep doing it that way as well. So that's how I got into it, yeah. So I suppose there's like a – I mean, you've kind of documented this crazy thing that's happened in terms of esports, how it used to be and how it is now. I mean, well, you mean you can document how it is now because – just happens all around us but back in the day there's not many people that can kind of see the difference you know and it, the difference is huge man oh yeah dude it's uh, well when i started playing the the term esports wasn't a thing it was still up in arms of like how you spell it correctly if we were talking about that term but then there was just crazy shit like e-gaming and e e-athletes and all this kind of crap was, was like trying to be coined but um yeah, even even thinking back to 2012, I don't think some of those events were even streamed, which is crazy. It's probably due to internet costs in these venues, but um, it's very rare for an esports event in New Zealand to be streamed like it is now. So that's, like I was mentioning before, is kind of like, you know, I had to preserve it the way I can, right? So it was just shooting whatever video I got together, just making sure that's stored on a hard drive. For I can't tell you even now what it what it's for. It's it's for people that maybe in ten years time they come to me and is like we'll put it out there as like is there any material from these years I want to tell I want to do a doco based on NZ Esports and if that's the case I come to the table and like here have it all just go ahead yeah so because yeah, yeah like I, I don't really I can't remember anybody kind of kind of really documenting it until or except for you, but maybe there's some other people, but it's not like official kind of shit like you've been doing, you know what I mean? Yeah, and there still isn't, man. There's only like through between New Zealand and Australia, there's I'd say three people doing it in a serious manner, but it's it's one of those things if you're not, if it's fueled by passion, you know, that kind of, I guess, flame kind of slowly begins to dim because, you know, things that work that you have to do to pay bills and all that takes priority and you know things take a back seat so i do understand on that aspect but um yeah there's only like five macs that have done i guess esports content well what i'd consider esports content in our region do you think it's because like these organizations just think oh yeah i can do that on my phone or oh yeah i've got one of those cameras i'll just film it you know what i mean um it's a bit of that but it's also like these top Australian orgs, um, and this is me looking in on on these orgs. I don't know, you know, the analytics behind any of the stuff they do, but I'm going to assume it's all they need to do. Like, why would they're going to get the same amount of return on a on an image and a tweet in terms of numbers and reach than they are probably a three or four minute video? So, yeah. why would you invest money and time into doing the video? Then when you could just yeah snap a photo on your phone or get it from someone that was at the event and just piece together a tweet and then put that into a report to your sponsors or whatever you need to yeah. do. Yeah, and why would you? What would your rebuttal be to that? Um, my rebuttal is that I and I say this yeah it's it's hard because I'm the creator of quite a lot of this stuff, but I'm also a consumer of it all. Like I'm I'm first a viewer, and my rebuttal would be that when I watch videos that are correctly showcasing players' stories and how much they've invested into their sport, right? Because we're talking about it on that level now. If you show that properly through a video, there's just more connection than one picture. Um, And that's, I'd say that's all on the person creating the content as well. Like they have to identify the players because you're dealing with gamers. They're all very quiet but you have to flesh out the personalities that play up to the camera, know what stories need to be told um, within a team environment and run those routes. It's essentially very generic um, pre-production that you're doing film, like sketching out characters or finding what 
kind of emotional arcs you can do throughout the piece. Um, yeah. And that's all on the video content person. Yeah. I've seen people argue that, that like, you know, these these five gamers, they don't want to talk to me, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's your job to warm them up to the camera and get the stories you need, right? So Yeah. I think it's like a lot of people, I mean, business people, they're always going to ask like, what's the return on investment for it? You know? Yeah, 100%. And, and, and sometimes, you know, they don't have a clue. Like they don't know why it's important to like say for instance um i don't know uh if you highlighted a uh an uh let's say a race car let's say like monkey Matt, right like if you were to like build his brand up it would actually build the brand of like i racing around new zealand because people would know who monkey Matt is and people would know who such as such is and then it's all around kind of building that narrative that um like these people are like you know oh man monkey Matt's they lost to this person before and, and, and it's about building, yeah, building the narrative so they'd be invested because a lot of investment doesn't go towards a picture. Like you're not going to, if I, Hey, this is a monkey mat, blah, 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 blah. you know, your, your level of interest isn't as high as if it is a top notch, top quality type thing. And a lot of, yeah, a lot of companies kind of don't get that. Hey. Eh? Yeah. It's, um, it's crazy that you bring up his or him in the example, right? I, I am an example of what I just said. I, I, you told me about Matt, and then I looked into it, and now, no lie, I'm watching like his streams, which are like parts of Two K Cup series and GT Sport stuff and Cars Two and all that, all the games he plays. But I'm like, I'm giving time and attention to his streams, right? And then it's, it's pretty much what you said. I now am in the world of i guess it's called i racing or sim racing rather um and i follow it i follow it so it's it's a weird one i i think it's people being a little lazy but then also the flip to that i am a guy that if something's cool enough i'll do it i'll I'll just do it if it's a cool story and i can you know produce a nice visual alongside it i'll just go do it I, you don't have to pay me thousands like you would uh, a person that doesn't know the space coming into it being a freelance yeah. person right so um yeah i reckon it's it's a bit of both but you know he's he's doing work man i love his streams yeah. oh yeah and you know what i get no kickback from that at all nobody nobody's like hey mate you get, you put me on to, to to monkey matt you know kickback i'll give you a couple bucks you know, there's nothing for me, and this is why. You know, yep. I'm kind of, I'm kind of pissed off, to be honest. <laughs> Dude, there's you know? there's heaps of stuff that like I'd get amongst it, man. It's also part getting amongst it, and then the the people that I'm doing it for, kind of just you know being as amped as I am. That always helps. But um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff out there, man. Like there's people just doing work for the for you know essentially the love of the game. Yeah, and and it's, that's why it's so cool. Like you're doing it, and, and you know, I taught this to you early, Will. Okay, now let's. I, I know <laughs> let's what you're going to say. You know, I taught you this very, very early on in your career, man. And I said, listen, brother, sometimes you got to do something free, so later on you get paid. And 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 you know, hey, hey, hey do, do you do you uh, do you attribute my uh, leadership and my <laughs> my, um, my 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 teachings? Do, so, do you, do you put any any kind of, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> what's the word? Do you put any any really priority to this, mate? Do you understand how how much of a, an effect I've had on your life? Is what I'm asking. Dude, there's a oh shit, man. Um, when I put it into context, right? It is the basketball New Zealand stuff, and I've I've looked back on that recently and that's that still holds up that shit is pretty damn cool so here's uh, listen let's let's give let's give the viewers a bit of yeah, a, bit of a background i i met will through tanifa okay so shout outs to the brother <laughs> the the old brother kopu i mean i used to work at this place in sound kopu used to come to my job and then i met will and then will was like oh man i'm doing some video shit probably like i don't know it would have been like six years later five years later i was like dude, like I've got some stuff with my basketball job. Would you like to come and help? And then like, I, I don't know if there's money in it. And then you were so fucking salty. I, I'm just going to let you know. I was. I'm not doing that for free. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, bro, I don't know, cuz, but it's a good little way to get in. 
and then I convinced you to do it, and then you did it, and it was it was fun. It was it was a lot yeah, of fun. I got, we got cool. to hang out, and 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 all that. and then uh, and then another job came that was like not a lot of money, but it was still money. And so I was like, dude, I got this job, and then we did it, and it was called the uh, the Tall Blacks Origins, and then that led on to the Tall Ferns Origins, and it was all like a thing. And then uh, yeah, but uh, I, mate, I'm telling you, uh, I was a young I was a young prophet, brother. I'm just gonna put that out there. I saw the future, and I saw, and it was very bright in you, mate. And I was like, listen, Will, oh, if, you, if you if you stick with me, mate, okay, I'll I'll help you. I'll help you. And then it was fun. Uh, and then all of a sudden, this shit happened. And then uh, we got to collab again, which has been good. And we're going to collab in the future, which was I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that's going to be good. Um, I don't know if I want to leak too much of that, but it's going to be good. Nah, nah, we don't <laughs> yeah. um, so what's the scene looking like today, bro, like eSport-wise? Uh, locally? In New Zealand, yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. Um, it's, it's there. It kind of is in a weird. It's it's funny we're talking about this because I was chatting to someone before I jumped on about this exact thing. So if you want to jump back a few years to maybe two thousand six and seven, that's probably when it was at its peak. I'm talking XLAN had a thousand plus people. It was running WCG or World Cyber Games qualifiers for multiple games, sending people overseas um, as the E Blacks. In terms of an esports context, it was the biggest then. And then uh, things happened with XLAN and WCG rights and licensing and stuff like that. And essentially, we've kind of taken a few steps back. Um, you know, I think it's due to things like internet cafes, you know, aren't a thing. They're a relic of the past. Um, same with arcades. We're moving to console base gaming. Um, online has kind of kicked up. So qualifiers are run online for a lot of these like big international tournaments. Um, but right now I feel like, yeah, we're in, we're in a bit of a weird space where I just don't think we can quite get to what it once was, but it also is kind of thriving in a totally different sense now that we have platforms like Let's Play Live and like a lot of other things uh, in terms of gaming or tournament platforms underneath that in a smaller capacity. Um we have players that are, you know, repping in the OPL, which is League of Legends in Sydney. We also have a few on the international stage in Overwatch and League of Legends in North America um, and Counter-Strike. So I'd say New Zealand's taken a few steps back, but it's still in like a pretty good space. Yeah? Yeah. You, th- you think um, like in terms, let's say Stanley Fierce, for instance, you think that um, like, you know, they're – like they're probably, I, I I love the vibes from them, and I know that you do a lot of work with them, but yeah. um, they're they're on the path where they need to get to in order to be, uh, I suppose. I so I, I don't like to say sustainable because shit, they've been going for like ten years. So like, yeah, yes, yeah. the question, the answer would be yes. But I mean, like in terms of growth and moving forwards, do you think they're in a good good spot? Um, yeah, I do. I mean, yeah. oh, fuck, I've got a side with with the boss himself what he said the other day right i think the only hand that he might need help with is kind of that bridging connection between standing fierce and like devs that kind of offer i don't know whether it's financial support or like a contra support um i think that's really about it man like because they have that shit on pat they roll in on a in a friday morning and have everything set up for six o'clock open and then it runs through the weekend um to a very tight schedule, the broadcasts are slick. Like I've, I've always said for a couple of years now that the broadcasts are the best down our ways in, in OCE. Like they kind of crap on the Australian ones in a sense. Granted, the internet structure is a bit scuffed, but um, yeah, they got all that stuff at a high, high quality. They're tapped into the community very well. So like it's a very – kind of organic voice when you when you say for instance if someone kind of like talk shit there's gonna there's not just gonna be one person dave replying to you there's gonna be thousands well not thousands but hundreds on twitter right so that goes to show you the what they've built up um and and the reason why i align myself with standing fierce is just because essentially what i just said there's that you know it's just cool to be around essentially it's just a cool place to be you go to a tournament you can chat hours with someone about 
anything, not just games, just a whole bunch of stuff. Like MMA, we had a good chat. Me and Wolf had a good chat at Nats about MMA for like two and a half hours. So, um, yeah, I really reckon it's it's just, you know, everything's done right. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's the vibe of the tribe, pretty much. Yeah, you know, like everybody is kind of, you know, all, yeah, one voice and it's really cool to see. And I, I kind of, you know, like um, being the, the middle guy, <laughs> which let's be honest, about a couple of months ago, I would have never thought I'd be the, the I'd be the guy that would be in the middle trying to fucking like, hey, 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 what's going on there? What's going on here? But um, it's, it was very interesting for me. It was very interesting to sit in the middle and just kind of just feeling the 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 culture shift you know like it was a very it was a very stone cold steve austin vince mcmahon type thing (laughs) like and i was just sitting here like god damn like okay okay and by but like not in a wrestling term but it was uh it, it was interesting it was very interesting it was an interesting dichotomy of you know, like the the, the 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 corporate versus the uh like the, the person that's at the grassroots, and um, that's why yeah, it was, it was it was really interesting. It was really cool. Like I'm I'm and I, and like I said to you uh, on afterwards, I think there was some re- there was a bit of resolution, and that's what we really wanted, right? Yeah, I mean, I would, I guess I got to state this. I feel that. There are two lanes, and it's essentially a commercial route and a, and a grassroots route. And there are people in those lanes serving those routes fine. Like they're doing good work in those lanes. Um, and they don't need to exist side by side, shaking hands, all that type of stuff either. But um, the there's, there's been some things in the past that I don't think are really valid now because people involved in those situations just aren't involved with those outfits anymore. So I, I do think it's a bit unfair to keep touting some brands for things that they're kind of trying to forget, I guess. But I can see why there would be, uh, I guess it's going from like kind of commercializing anything, right? Going from an underground outfit to commercial sense, there's going to be people that are very against it. Oh, yeah. um, no matter what. That goes for anything, right? So I can see why that exists, but... I think it's just, you know, after what you put out there with the interviews the other day is that there's, I feel like, a bit of resolve in the sense all these people being talked about in this situation, they don't need to coexist. Like, they and don't need to be side by side. Something pissed me off, Will, and I'm going to be honest. When I said I'm a serious journalist, you laughed at I, me. I did. You <laughs> laughed at me. You, <laughs> you, you did, mate. You said, no, you said in the chat, and I went back and looked at the chat, yeah, and I said, I you said, you said, journalist, ha-ha, how dare he, ha-ha, and then you know what I spit? Hot fire. That's what I spit, and you need to apologize. Nah. If you feel it in your soul, you need to. No, nah, I need the one more, one more hard-hitting interview to sell me on it, and then I can. Kopu, are you available tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> no, not like this. <laughs> mate, I'm telling you, mate. As soon as as soon as I put that suit on, brother, it's it's the reverse Clark Kent. I turned into Superman when I put the suit on. Okay, and I turned into the bro. I, I was feeling myself. I'm not gonna lie. When I when I put that suit on, brother, I was I was Dude, oh, I was vibing. The, the best thing about that was when you flipped to start the interview and you looked exactly like the picture. And then you said, and then you said, <laughs> oh, you also shit. said, is that done on purpose? Of course, it's done on purpose. Look I don't at know, me. man. The I'm, suit a, I'm a comedic from, genius. The suit went from blue to a light grey, and then uh, it was green at one point, so I fucked up. It's, it's my lighting, bro. Yeah, the lighting's all cool out of it. I'm back here. I'm good because the light's here, but the minute I come forward, I'm yeah. so dark night. Light night, dark night, right here. Uh, yeah, I know. No, it was good, though. It was a good interview. Like, what I just said is if I'll be completely sold if you get the interview – of a certain game developer that we'll even chat about. Okay. Because that'll be a true test. I'm not there yet, mate, but hey, baby steps, baby yeah. steps. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Baby steps is what we're going to be doing. And yeah. Sure. So um, anyway, with your, um, with sponsors, bro, let's talk about sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Like what makes it like, like an org, I suppose. Cause you know, dark, uh, dark sided, um, yeah. kind of hook you up. No, not hook you up, but you know what I'm saying? But they, uh, they, they are very, you know, they, they support you and you support them. 
Yeah. But um, what makes a good one? What makes a good organ a bad org? Um, for me, a good org is kind of forward thinking in their content. Um, obviously, I'm going to say v- that content being video um, and also being invested in that content. So Darksided got me on board to do um, essentially use them as a platform to one further my skill set, two get involved in uh, what I'd consider esports content in a serious matter, um, and kind of just run it. Whatever ideas I had, bounce it between them. If it gets greenlit, we just we just go. Um, and the way that works is they, well, I've been with them for, it's got to be almost two years, two and a half years. Um, they fly me out to events. They put me up in whatever accommodation they put up, uh, have for the players. Um, and then we just spend the entire tournament weekend just shooting content. So um, the bulk of the dark sided work has been two video series, one called... Um, the shadows which is kind of like following the players around and their progress through tournaments and showcasing their results and then another video series called the download which is a player profile series about the players how they got into the game why they still play why they love the game why they love the community and um the download is what i hold up highly in terms of quality and what it's done so i'll put that stuff on my cv whether it's a esports related job or just you know real world job um and yeah they've um yeah they've hooked it up hard it's pretty much an org that can yeah share the same vision as the person that wants to create the content is a is a very big thing and uh what about a bad one a bad one um a bad one is I know what the or exact answer you want, but this is my honest thoughts. The bad ones are ones that make Twitter accounts and do fuck all. That's yep. putting it blunt. That pisses me the fuck off, especially when they lock down and bullshit their way, getting players, I guess they sign a contract. I don't even know if they have contracts, but just ones that do that and just only exist in this Twitter sphere as a, as a logo on Twitter. Um, yeah, cool. You might have a YouTube, like all social channels, right? And don't do anything for the players. Like I've seen a few over the years that have come and gone within the FGC that have said, we'll do this, we'll do that. Whether you've signed a contract or not, I guess like if you've signed one and they break it, that's bad. But technically they're not in the wrong if you haven't signed a contract and they break it. But um, it's just weird, man. It's coming into a space and kind of exploiting players, I guess, but not really because they're not getting any really gain from it. They're just getting a couple of followers, but... That's I don't like that. It fucks me off. I think yeah, I'm I'm the same as you, brother. I'm I'm the same as you. I I think I think they're uh, uh, yeah the exploiting of um of 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 people and you know if it's not a if it's not a two way street. I've got um the dude that runs uh, Kanga coming on in the next couple. Oh of weeks, yeah, Hayden. Is it Hayden? Uh, no, oh, no, no, he uh, t- Timmy flips, brother. Oh, yo, that's going to be a good fucking interview. He's the man. Yeah, anyway, that's going to be so good. He's, uh, he's got a lot of stories to tell. But um, in terms of like um, like they look after their peoples. Like they do. You know? Yep. Um, what, what are some names of some good ones? Well, Kanga. Kanga's definitely one. Uh, Darksided. Uh, GG, Genuine Gaming. Those yep. dudes are doing – they've already done and are still doing work in the space. Um, in terms of those, those three are fighting game dominant or heavy rather um all those guys just have genuine people behind them um they're just good it, people to know right the other ones are is it expansion oh yeah yeah down our ways yeah expansion yeah. jackson out he's doing good work he does um every year he does crush counter capital uh the wellington major still yet to get my ass down there for one but it was going to be this year no no live but you know lockdown stuff and i mean um, if you go to their socials you could tell automatically, right? You can automatically oh, tell. Like, that's a good person. Like, you can, yeah. Just go and just scroll down. Yeah. Like, and you'll go, oh, oh, okay. Yo, like, this person's, you know, they've, they've got stuff about their players. Yeah. It's not just the old uh, stock stand, standard kind of, like, uh, re, repost of something else from LPL or something like that. Like, it's actually yeah. them at the arena or they're talking with some people, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a, dude. It's, it's essentially just letting the work talk. That's what those three orgs do. Um, Genuine's doing that a lot lately. Like 
what they've done for they've picked up um, a couple of uh, Tekken players from Pakistan, I believe. And if you know the story behind that, that scene it was just like untapped, just talent. Um, and they picked up a few players, and I'd say they're they're instrumental to putting that that scene on the map with the support they give their um, uh, players they picked up there, as well as just like just offering like as crazy as it is, I guess, in these times, right? Just offering, like, putting tweets out there. The owner, put, Royce, he puts out there, like, you know, if anyone needs to chat about something, like, you know, if you're down about something, just hit my DMs and we'll have a chat. So, like, it's kind of, it's just, I don't know, just bridging a, or making a genuine bloody connection with the people you're marketing towards. Yeah. That's all it is. It's pretty basic, right? You think? Dude, yeah. Just let your work do the talk. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a big solid chunk of advice and not the um i might or like some of the other ones that kind of peel me off and you know i'm not a big esports guy but i i I dabble like i know i look around and i'm like oh yeah this person this person this person but um sometimes i'm like man you could just you could just smell the smell the grease say like (laughs) it's it's a crazy thing because if you come into the space and you're you know all about we can offer this, this, and don't fulfill it, and then you know try try and reel them back in by you know, I guess saying we can offer this if you do this, like just 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 don't do that. Like yeah. it's it's weird. Like I've seen people been offered, yeah, we'll fly you to LA or Vegas or whatever for this tournament, and then you know they get geared up, ready to go a week before the tournament, and then they're told, oh no, nah, it's not happening. Yeah. That must, like, that must be really tough, man. Like, you know, if I was, uh, I don't know, a fighting game uh, top tier guy and then they were like, yeah, we're going to do that. And then you're like, oh, sweet, I don't have to save up for it. And then they, you know, you get all the way there and like, oh, sorry, no, we, we can't take care of it. That must suck, man. Yeah, oh, that would be instant yeah. hands, bro, straight up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's happened to a few players that they've then lost interest in the game they've just been yeah. burned so much they want to they want to peace out for a bit and then they maybe don't get back into it but um it's just shit because the fgc doesn't really need esports if you're if you're talking to me on kind of like an eye-to-eye level they actually don't because they just want to jam games and just hang out so corpu just said in the chat are we talking about this here oh mate oh, uh, hey, oh, hey hey don't go there yeah that's don't something to unpack another time man Maybe on another right. podcast. It might I did, no, I've already show. talked about it, mate. Oh, yeah, exactly like talked talked Desh. To, I, oh, talking to Desh. No, no, no. I talked to somebody, and I told them the story of how I got fired from RVB. Oh, well, it, was on a, it was on a pod. Oh, it was well, the best. Shit, it's a good story, man. Shut up, <laughs> shut up, Desh. Oh, shit, mate. You're dying. <laughs> Bloody hell. Uh, it's just anyway. people like that, though. Just, just yeah. not, in, not, a, not in the space for the right reasons. That's what we call them, hope dealers. Yeah, they're dealing in hope, yeah, not hope. You know, and uh, and that's the one. And also, like when you're a young dude and you just want, um, when you just want some recognition, you know what I mean? Like sometimes these young young dudes that are doing well, they just want recognition. They want people to go, bro, you're fucking mean. Yeah, yeah, for you're sure. You're really good at this. Yeah. Like, would you be interested in joining such and such and such? And, 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 you know, like, you know, sometimes when you get that recognition, you think, oh, yeah, this guy kind of, you know, noticed. And then, yeah. So ah, anyway, um, so you'll work with Re at the moment. Yeah. Like, um, what are some of the? I mean, because you did. We we talked about um, Victory Fist and doing his retro stuff. What's some of the cooler? Uh, what videos have you done for them? Um, ooh, some of the cooler ones. That pinball um, one was the shit, yo. Yeah, that was probably my highlight. So, a bit of backstory to kind of how I work with Re. Last year, it was kind of pushing out one gaming related video per week. We've kind of dialed that back a little bit because of the structure of the teams changing up with the financial year coming to an end. But um, that pinball one, um, which was talking to, I did two videos out of that shoot, but the main bulk of it was talking to Danielle Peck, which she's uh, the number one female pinball player in the world. Um, well, when I shot it, it could be different now. Um, but that was cool because that shoot and idea for that video came from being at Save Ferris, that bar at the top of where is it simon street 
Yeah. I was just hanging there one night and um, this guy saw me with a camera in hand taking photos of the machines um, and he just tapped me on the shoulder and he was just like, we just started having a chat and he's like, yo, you might want to come to these meetups. Um, those meetups being meetups at her dad's place, which has, I think, 110 pinball machines in one room. So crazy. we just got talking. We just shot the video. Um, she obviously talked about herself, her achievements. Um, and the cool thing was, like, she was very animated. So that's fresh to me that, to, to me, someone being a, a guy that shoots, like, a lot of, I guess, introverted or not warmed up to the camera completely types of gamers. She was completely um, for it, which obviously helps. But yeah, that turned out great. And I just think the way I found that story was awesome. Um, I do put Sam's up there quite a bit just because it's retro video games. That's another, you know, passion of mine. I collect way too much. Well, I hoard way too much. That's probably a better way to put it. Um, And then um, I did another one with the game developer down in Wellington. Um, He's making a game called Nightcrow. And it's uh, kind of like a 30 or 16-bit pixel art um, sci-fi adventure game. And he's making everything from scratch. And he's been making it for six to seven years. Shit. Um, he's doing everything, like the music, all the sound design, the pixel art, the obviously all the coding and all the story. This, I'm not going to lie, like I love my films and TV shows. This guy, the universe he's created is like, it could be like 20 seasons long worth of a TV show or like... Wow. A, a series of films. So um, I did one with him just talking about the game, kind of stating, you know, the backstory to that. Um, hey, you and, still have those, uh, that fighting game coming up, bro. I've, I've thought about it. Um, it's obvious, like, obviously we're in oh, like street. level four lockdown. What's it's it called? Sh- oh, Streets. Oh, I, I don't know. I know it's from one of the guys that's in I the think it's about to pop so. me on game right now. I know. Sh- oh, fuck. And it's um, them. Oh, not the damn natives, dude. The villains, dude, eh? The VBs, guys. Um, Document. Yeah, I, yeah, I know he's from that group. So, fuck, what's it called, bro? That I reckon, bro. I'm gonna when as soon as that comes out, bro. I'm I'm going hard. Sorry. Oh, thanks. Yeah, man. no, I'm keen to check it out. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. really keen. Like, I'm I'm dope. Yeah, yeah, bro. But um, yeah, cause but th- there's heaps of these little stories that nobody really has talked about. You know what I'm saying? Like these, like oh, you did the cosplay one. You did, you know, like all of these different um kind of niches of people that you kind of bring in together and it's really cool to see. But the, the, the stuff I really like of yours is that, um, like I, I like to see the events. Like I, I saw you at um, Combo Breaker in Chicago, man. What was that like, bro? Oh, yo. Um, oh, dude. Words still a year, almost a year later, words still don't describe that event. But um, the gist of it is uh, through work, I was able to treat that as a work trip, which is crazy to even think, right? Like I got paid. That was my work was going over to Chicago to attend Combo Breaker and obviously wow. follow the New Zealand contingent that was there. But um, before heading over, I just had heard through obviously the fight fighting game community is um, if, if you're like – in it on like a community sense and like a, you want to go to a tournament that's for the community by the community go to combo breaker um yeah. and kind of what they mean by that is like evo's like the super bowl i guess but um from what i've heard uh from players that have gone there evo you truck in you play your pool and you're out like there's no really like side stationy stuff you have to go to someone's hotel room post hours which is totally cool but the cool thing about combo breaker is um it's a 24-hour venue and they run tournaments for every game under the sun, like every era, any console, just they, they run it. Um, and it's across a resort, like a golf resort. So it's not just this one giant hall with like three main stages with, you know, your Tekkens, your Street Fighters, your Mortal Kombat's. It's, it's got all that, but you can like walk through this resort and it's got all these little rooms that are themed to like an era. So like there was like a the old school ballroom, which had like, you know, um, I think it had like CVS2, uh, Darkstalkers, Third Strike, like that era of fighting games. And everyone that was into that was in there. And then throughout the whole resort as well, like the hallways, just people had setups, just jamming casuals. Um, they had another, they had a smaller room, which was kind of more the side tournaments um, with like smaller stages. 
um, clearly out with all the lights and the staging and the, the scaffolding and to make it look all cool and all that type of stuff. Damn. But it's it, it really was. I, I was walking through. I can't even. I lost count of the number of times just someone striked up a conversation with me, asking me where I was from, and they were just stoked that you know someone or like a few a few of the players made it travel from New Zealand to to one of their tournaments. So yeah. it, it was just unreal. I'd I'd highly recommend. Going to combo breaker, even if you're not going to play a game, man, it's just a vibe and a half. Just go to, just go to take it all in. Yeah, yeah, hundred like percent. Yeah, because I've always, bro, Evo is on my like. I have to do this before, you know. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, same. That and and like E three, but like um, for me, bro, I'm just like, shit. This is even. This sounds even better. Like this sounds. I'm like, I need to, I need to add this shit on there. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I I would. I mean, it's weird to say, like, I'd say do this over Evo because I haven't been to Evo, but just it's more so an opinion backed by all the players that have been to both. They're just yeah. like, hands down, go to Combo Breaker. And yeah. I definitely saw why. Um, I do have to attend an Evo some some year, whether I'm doing video work for an org or just going for fun, right? Because I've never yeah, been yeah. to Vegas either. I've heard oh, that's right. kind of like a, a trip sure. and a half, so... Yo, it's trippy as shit when you go to Vegas, bro. Like Vegas is like, yeah, I've heard. What the hell is going on? Like, where <laughs> yeah. have I been? What what dimension am I in at the moment? Because, uh, bro, it is crazy. I took my uh, my she's sixteen at the time uh, with my with my missus as well, and bro, I was like, damn, I should have never bought her because there's just titties everywhere, bro. Titties, dicks out, bro. <laughs> nobody gives a fuck. Like everybody, especially in the old strip. We were staying in the old strip, and my god, it's the most scandalous. It's way cheaper. I I only wanted to go. Here's, here's how much of a fucking dick I am. I only wanted to go to the old strip so I could stay at the Golden Nugget because the Golden Nugget is the casino that's at the back of Balrog's uh, theme. <laughs> uh, his, oh, his stage. No yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yo, let's stay at the Golden Nugget, man. I'll get out there, but yeah, um, it is, it is, bro. I'm telling you, mate. Like, yeah, and yeah, like what Mia said, if you go in the in summer, it's so hot. And um, but yeah, yeah, man, we have to, we have to do it, mate. We have to, we have to sort it out when all this shit gets down. It's both go. I'm down your bags, dude. I'm, I'm kind of down for like, just if if I have to get out and like doing esports shit, just one year, just doubling down and taking a huge chunk of savings and going a multiple way just oh, back, yeah, to back to back just so oh, i can man. say i've done all these tournaments before they i don't know either dissolve or just get bigger than they are now yeah but yeah 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 it is yeah it's 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 definitely something that like you know you got to kind of if you're a gamer and you enjoy the fighting games you have to go and just because yeah, because sure. dave's gone i remember dave was telling me about it and then mia's gone and there's a there's a whole bunch of people that go like from new zealand so it'd be cool to get like a when it all is up and going again get a uh get a crew together and, and go through it'll be the main it'll be main yeah um i yeah this it's a bit bit shit with the old coronavirus situation because this year um one of the australian boys was telling me that uh, as well as the New Zealand contingent, the Australian contingent going over, they are kind of going over on their kind of last hurrah, so to speak. So, yeah. like a lot of them, we're going to go this year. I don't, I haven't talked to them about it like since um, the last time I did, but it was going to be a pretty big, pretty big group going over to Evo. And it's we do, of, we do pretty good, man. Oh, dude! Like when I went the combo breaker last year, man. Regan Ghost Ships got what I think forty ninth, and he beat uh, Brian F. Mov in his pool, um, or bracket rather. Um, he got really, really quick, and I think that was like his first big international. So, New Zealand, we, we were pretty on it, man. And like even back back a few years ago, like we had uh, Mason, so I doing work on a global yep. stage as well. Um, All right, we'll go through these quick fires, brother. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, bro, what is the uh, fastest game you've clocked, bro? Fastest game? Yeah, uh, you're just shit. You ran through. Oh, Hotline Miami. What am I talking about? It's a good game, eh? Yeah, yeah. Bro, that um Do it in like twenty minutes. That soundtrack, bro, makes me want to do cocaine for the yeah, first time, yeah, mate. Yeah. It's just like yeah, no, ooh. It's, it's amazing. What's the hardest game you've clocked? Um Oh shit! Uh, fuck, I don't know. 
hardest game. I don't know. I'll just go. I'll just go Halo on legendary difficulty. I guess. Come on, bro. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's not. It's not anything. This like, is why uh, we get down to this shit, bro. Okay, this is this is the this is the quick fires, mate. Oh, I do. Goldeneye on uh, as a double agent or the hardest difficulty there is kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah. What's the hardest? What's the hardest Halo? Oh, they're all easy, man. I, I lied about that. Oh, shut up. You're talking to me, mate. It's easy. Um, no, I'd say three. I guess three, yeah. Yeah? Not an epic ending, though. Okay. What's the most hyped thing you've ever witnessed, bro, in your life? Um, What, live or? Anything, bro. What's 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 made you more hyped than anything? Um... I can give you a clip that gets me hype every time I watch it. I feel like going for a marathon run after. Yeah. It'd be uh, Man versus Combo Fiend, Marvel 3 at final round. It's that bionic arm comeback. Oh, that yeah, shit I know just gets yeah, me fucking like, jacked, yeah. mate. I just want to yeah. go to the gym after, smash out 10-hour workout, and then run up at Mount Fuji. You know what well, I mean? I thought, you, I thought you were going to mention the old um, Subway, AUT. Oh, <laughs> okay. Subway uh, AUT is a is a second, a close okay. second. Okay, Jeez. thank you. Oh, that's another that's another conversation, bro. There's old old Tanifa's in the chat, bro. He knows exactly what old uh, Subway a uh, unit <laughs> not AUT, bro. Yeah, um, bro. Do you reckon that um, Bruce Lee could be Conor McGregor in a fight? Yes. What the yo? Thank you, dude. Bruce, it's not even a fucking question, mate. Bruce Lee had the Matrix, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he knew what was going to happen before it happened. I'll just look at Bruce Lee and run. So, you mentioned, like, and I'm talking in their prime, too, you know, like, right, Bruce Lee, you give Bruce Lee, I reckon you give Bruce Lee, like, a month to learn, like, jujitsu or to learn how to, you know, roll and shit. Bro, he'd be like, he'd be like changing shit up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yo, if I do this, I'm going to do that. Bang, straight one hit a quitter, too. If it was a straight stand up, I'd go, I'd give it to Bruce Lee. Connors. If it wasn't straight stand up, no. Nah, if it was straight stand up, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, oh yeah, no doubt, bro. What's the best bakery in Tauranga, bro? Are we still going Bethlehem's or what? Yeah, Gold Star Bethlehem. Don't go Gold yeah. Star Second Ave. Uh, I think they sold it off. The owners, I think they both, the owner of the Bethlehem one, owned both of them at one point, but he sold it off. Turned a bit shit. So go, yeah, Gold Star Bethlehem. Mince and cheese. Mince yep. and cheese is the, is it the go to? What would be the uh, after mince and cheese, bro? What would be the steak and cheese? Either mince, I don't know. Oh, why. yo, the butter chicken pie is pretty good. Better than the uh, wild bean ones. Yeah. So I don't know, bro. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the old butter chicken pie, mate. Oh, yo, mm. this one is good though. You reckon? Okay. I think um, we might. Maybe we have to do some sort of video series that uh, gets maybe. to the bottom of this. Eh? We'll have to, yeah. we'll have to go out those ways. <laughs> um, what is um, what's the color of your toothbrush, bro? Uh, don't want any jokes after I say this, but black. Black. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> That's um, thing. Uh, who's your main and uh, who's your main in Street Fighter Five, bro? Oh, Street Fighter Five. Oh, fuck, dude. The most I played was with you on stream that one time. So I got to say, what Ken? Ken, yeah. And yeah. what about Street Fighter Four, bro? Honda. Fuck. Your Honda, man. mate. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I don't want to go there. Jeez. Uh, what was the golden era of NZ hip hop? Is it right now? Oh, what? This ain't quick fire, but i got to say now. Um, I want to put that in the context a little bit. So you obviously have the early 2000s golden era. was, you know, Dawn Raids, Breaking Records, all that type of stuff. That's cool. Yeah. But the quality of stuff being put out now is just it's I, we've never seen this shit. We've got people like Diggy Dupe doing his thing, Mellow Downs, the Swidit Boys, Tom Scott with all his projects. Like it's it's mental. And then we also have on the flip that like the the people doing the music videos and stuff is like with Connor doing his thing in and amongst it. We've never seen that before. So I'd say now. You'd say now. Yeah. Oh. You say tomato, I say tomatoes, brothers. That's, dude, that can be like its own two-hour talk. I, to be yeah, honest, yeah it could be, but you know, right now, uh, now, yeah. yeah, golden era is now. Uh, what is um, describe yourself? Uh, oh, sorry, describe yourself as a teenager, bro. Three words. Um, shit, 
he shit he oh bro what's on your Spotify playlist right now um it'll be fine by Mellow Downs I just played that this morning I think it's on pause yeah sheesh are you uh, uh, Android or uh, iPhone Uh, iPhone only because of the hand-me-downs I haven't brought a phone in like eight years or some shit who's who's handing you shit Uh, my brother that buys the new thing all the time He's that guy. Bro, you just told me that he lives in Australia, mate. Yeah, he sends it over. Nah, this is this is, mate. Yeah, okay, I, lied, I lied. I don't have brothers. Deep down, <laughs> I lied. <laughs> I lied. They're all sisters. <laughs> um, if you had one superpower, bro, what would it be? Uh, teleport. I was going to say time travel, but teleport. Uh, well, just because I don't like driving, um, and I'd rather not do a thirteen-hour trip to LA. It'd be like, like, a, going to right, like Jumper. You remember Jumper, bro? The movie? Yeah. Yeah, that's that, is that a good film? Uh yeah, I reckon it is. I, I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I think I like it. Just one of those ones that might age poorly if if you watch it now. Yeah, I mean I Samuel Jackson's in it. I'm pretty sure. Oh shit, is he? I can't remember. He's the guy that's trying to hunt him down. But um I'm pretty sure it is. But it's a good movie. It's a good one. Um and, and that power would be the best. Like, you know, because how it was was like he could just go to anywhere that he could remember. Like he'd remember yeah, somewhere, that's right. and then yeah. he went to a bank, and then he remembered the bank, and then he could like just teleport. Yeah, well, I don't know the physics behind it, but I don't know why people say flying because you can just teleport. You can just keep teleporting, just fly away with the teleport. You know what yeah, I mean? Pretty much. Sorry. Um, uh, what's your what Pokemon are you, bro? Uh, Shit, what's your Pokemon? Oh shit! Um, oh shit! I don't know. Fuck! Well, that doesn't Fuck. help then. That doesn't help the interview, does we'll it? Go Diglett. Diglett. <laughs> there was uh, a meme you sort of straight away. Eh? Uh, and what's your what? Who who are the? T- uh, there's your top threes, bro. Who, what top three funniest um, FGC members to hang around, bro? Oh shit, man. Uh, psh, oh, nah. I don't know. Bro, you better say something. Yeah, some. he's, he's pretty crack up. Um, dude, everyone's crack up, man. Okay. Like, once you get rolling. You're just, you're just scared. Just don't want to say three, so you insult yeah, somebody number four. Yeah. No, you're yeah, not man. wrong. You're not wrong at all. Grow some balls, mate. I'll give, <laughs> you, I'll give you three, mate. Okay? Dave's a funny dude. He's, I, yeah, I could, yeah, I could talk to Dave. For, forever and then curse lord's another one okay oh yeah yeah hard. that dude's the man Crazy and, and some some reno's the man too shit yeah you're right actually i couldn't do three yes, see, that's four <laughs> what's your top three uh, arcade games bro uh arcade games would be oh damn um probably it's probably because we you talked about it before but daytona it's that's the jam yeah uh third strike I suck ass at it, but it's fun. Um, and Time Crisis too, with working not top- gun, not, <laughs> not one that's stuck. I uh, mean, after Time Crisis two, I was just like, nah, well, this is enough. Yeah, it got weird, eh? Yeah, it, it got, got too weird. technical. Yeah, and they were in like some Spanish like yeah. villa. You remember like, that one? Yeah, and then a, a rocket lab that's like on a beach or some oh, shit. God. It's real. It's real yeah. whack. Yeah. I, yeah, there was some good gun games though, like. Back in the day, House of the Dead. House of the Dead was one of them. Point yeah. Blank was another one. Yeah. Point Blank I like because it was like you're in a shooting range and you're just kind of, you know, uh, Rambo was another one. What's top three burgers, man, that you've ever had from where? Uh, the bacon cheeseburger from Shake Shack. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Undisputed number one. In oh, and out can go to hell. In and out's not oh, even top brother. three. Brother, thank you. Um, second would be. I like Burger Burgers McFly. It's kind of like um, KFC kind of type coated patty with Swiss cheese barbecue sauce and all the other stuff that comes with it. And oh shit, a third one. Um, are you Mommy Burger out of Cali? Yeah, they they got some pretty crazy shit. It's, it's a bit more gourmet, but and like more pricey than all the you know In and Out Shake Shack, but. It's crazy. I think they were the first place to do the Impossible Burger. Yeah. Have you, sure. been, uh, have you been to Fat Burger, bro? 
Fat burger, nah. It's, it's near uh, Staples Center in town. It's the it's the best. Oh, I think I heard it's it. Actually, it's not the best. Shake Shack's the best. Dude, the burger spots throughout the US are just it's wild, man. It's just crazy. So many of them. Yeah, bro. All right, man. That's us, brother. Thank you so much for your time, bro. And we'll get you back on another time anyway. Easy. Thanks for having me. Uh, Where can we find you, bro? Sly Will, S-L-I Will on Twitter. Um, That's my main one. If you kind of want to follow me, follow me there for everything else. Kind of link from that. Got to give like a bit of a teaser to what I'm working on soon, which is kind of like a very large platform for people to create content on. So... Maybe uh, if you want to know what that is, follow me. But other than that, yeah, just Twitter, SLI Will. Look at look at the marketing on you, mate. Okay? Look Dude, at you. Real quick, okay. I've been locked down, screwed that release plan up real well, but I'm I'm fizzing to start releasing that stuff because it's all, quite a lot of it's pre-shot. But yeah, what it is is, you know, creating the content I feel that needs to be out there, that kind of what people want. Um, but yeah. All right, man. Thanks heaps, eh?